Good morning. Welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you guys for being here and part of today. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors, and again, it's great to have all of you here. Um, we are going to be um, spending some time this morning talking about failure, okay, about failure and what it means when, when you fail. Any of you ever failed? Have you ever failed in life? You just feel like, I failed. I, um, I put up some pictures. We're going to put up some pictures on failure. There's this one, this one. Uh, go ahead and hit the next one, if you would. There you go. That's <laughs> failure. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> And next one, that's failure right there. That's, uh, that's fail. And then there's this one here. There's that. That's fail. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, where's the dad? Why is he laughing, taking picture? Well, he's getting a massive wedge. Okay. Next one, next one. There's this one. That's, that's failure. And then we go to the next one, the animal one. There you go. And those of you that are bugged at me for hating on cats, here we go. Here's the next one. How about that? That's, that's failure there. And then final one is this, this one right there. How about that? I'm awesome. awesome. And that's going to last forever. <laughs> so. Hey, we all fail. Um, there are little things that happen in, in lives every day. I mean, every day something, we goof up on something, we, we mess it up. Well, this morning we're going to talk not just about the little fails of falling into fountains and climbing over fences, we're going to talk about big fails. You know, when, when you take a look at your life, maybe as a whole, you kind of look at the whole perspective, and all of a sudden you look and say, have I really done anything? You know, have I, have I really made a difference in life? Have I achieved what I thought I, I could have achieved when, you know, I was told in grade school you can be anything that you want? You know, have I really been able to do that. And we're going to put a twist on it, and that's what we're going to spend a couple minutes talking about. So can we just pray? Um, Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you. We've been able to sing songs uh, to you and about you, and now we get a chance to hear what the Bible says, and I pray that you give me the words and give us the ears, and uh, God, help us all to just grow through this time, Holy Spirit work, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you're here for the first time, um, it's a good week to be here. We're starting a whole new series. We are calling it When. And, and, and we're calling it When because we need to be ready when things happen. We need to be prepared when the things in life happen. For instance, when I feel like I've gone too far in life, when I've made such bad mistakes, I don't think I could ever recover. Or when I don't like myself very much. Or when relationships go bad. Well, this morning we're going to talk about when I feel like I'm failing, when I feel like as I look at the, the whole resume of my life, I feel like things haven't gone right. Now, now no one likes to feel like they, they've failed. You know, no one likes that, but we do, okay? We don't like that, but, but we feel that way. And I've been around some, some fairly successful people in, in life, talented and successful, and, and they will just simply say, you know, I just don't feel all that successful, you know? I feel like even though I've achieved the things I've wanted to achieve or I'm in a good spot in my life, it, it just doesn't feel like 
that I'm doing what I should be doing. Or I've, I've, I've talked to people who, who are saying, man, I, I just, at this stage in my life, I think I should be here, and I'm not. And what's going on, you know? And, and so they're carrying around this whole burden of, of, of failure. Now, now I, I asked myself, as I was kind of thinking this through, why do we feel like failures? I mean, what, what happens that we kind of feel this way? And I think there's a couple reasons that we will get into that failure mentality. One is, is comparisons. We compare ourselves with other people. Um, at Mariners, we're always trying to learn new things and grow on, on how to do things better in ministry and reach people better. And sometimes we'll visit other churches and, and just to see what they're doing, and we'll talk with other staff and, and, and find that out. And so a couple of weeks ago, um, I took the staff up to a, a church in Santa Rosa up north, Santa Rosa. And, and we're driving there, and, you know, we're, we're, we're Googling it, and it's telling us to turn left here and then turn right here. And, 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 and as we're getting closer, it's, it's, it's a vineyard. You know, the church is in the middle of a vineyard. And, and they have a working winery going on there on the church property. They're able to buy a property, 30 acres, 60 acres, 60 acres, and it's got a vineyard and, and a working winery going on there. And, and so the staff looked at me and said, Paul, why can't we have a vineyard and a working <laughs> winery on this one? You know, I think I cried. And, 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 and so I'm mumbling to myself, we have a running creek back here. If you guys, you guys are so good, turn the water into wine. How about that if you want to do that? But, but they had this warehouse, and they converted it into a 900-seat auditorium, just gorgeous, huge lobby, you know, huge kids' area and, and, and all of that. They're running 1,500 people. Now, 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 I'm telling you this is because this church started two years after I got here. After I got here, they, they started their thing, and they're already, you know, this big, huge, huge thing. And, and, and all of a sudden, as I'm walking around, you get the feeling as you compare what? that I have just simply not done as good as somebody else, as my contemporary. Do you ever compare? Do you ever, ever do that? You know, you, you know, your truck to their truck, you know, your car to their car, um, their position in the company versus yours, even though maybe you guys started in your position at the same time and all of a sudden they've just achieved. They ever do that? Or their kid is achieving all of this, you know, and, and, and my kid isn't. Comparison is just a terrible thing. I mean, comparison is a terrible thing on two fronts. First of all, if you compare and you are doing, doing worse, you feel like a failure, and then you start to feel envious and jealous, don't you? I'm envious. Man, I wish I had their position, or I wish I had a break. Or we start to kind of excuse what they're doing. You know, well, if I had their breaks, or if I this and this and this. Or if we compare and we're doing better, then we feel what? We feel pride and superior. And then we look down on them like somehow our own greatness is much, much more better than, than they are. Now, the second reason we feel like sometimes we could be failures is we have an, an unnatural view of success. And I, and I use the word unnatural um, specifically because I think a lot of times our view of and our understanding of what sex success is is, is, is really goofed up. Um, now, the opposite of failure is success, okay? That's what it is. And we kind of need to know what success is if we need to know when we've achieved it, don't we? You know, if we're always feeling like failures, well, if we never know what success is, we'll never know what it looks like when, when, we, when we get there. So what, what is success? Reader's Digest did an article. Reader's Digest is that magazine for old people um, that none of you young people ever read, but that's what it's all about. And, and, and it had an article about success, and, and, and the article started out this way. He's 59, she's 51, 
They are now able to leave their jobs. They bought a condo and a 30-foot boat in Florida, and now they spend their, li- their time playing softball and collecting seashells. And this is an article on success, that if you are successful, you can retire at 59, buy a boat, and collect seashells. You know, is that success? Jesus helps us with this one, okay? He says this, The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have have no place to store my crops. Now, if you're in the business world, that's a good problem to have. You know, I've got so much inventory, I've got no place to store it all. You know, I am getting profit after profit. You know, it's just just huge. So, so, So I got an issue going on here. Good problem to have, by the way. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods, okay? I'm just going to simply buy bigger, build bigger, you know, and everything we find then, I'm, I'm going to be successful. I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid out for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry, and go play softball, and go collect your shells, and everything will be fine here. Um, so if you were living next to this guy, or maybe he was most likely to succeed in your high school, or you all of a sudden hear about him or see on Facebook, he's in a massive construction project, expanding his business, you know, and all that. <clears throat> and you would probably say, I know I would, I would say, man, this guy's a what? This guy's a success. He's a success. That's what I want in a life, bigger, better security. I mean, he's got security. He's able to take life easy now. Oh, my gosh, you know, worked all these years. He made it. The other day, I had, a, I, had a, I had my washing machine repair guy come out, you know, washing machine repair, because our washing machine's not working very well. <laughs> and, and, he, and he came, you know, and, and um, it took him three minutes to diagnose the problem, okay, three minutes. And here's his response. It's broken. The motor, motor's gone. You need to get a new one. Okay, he didn't even tilt it, he didn't even look at it, he just simply tried something and says, yeah, it's broken. And, and he said, you know, okay, here's, here's, here's your bill. He charged me 100 bucks, 100 bucks for this, $100. And, and $100 for three minutes of work. Now, now, again, I understand they have service calls and all that kind of stuff. $100 for three minutes of work. And so um, um, I'm looking at the bill and I'm doing some mental math, you know, mental math in my head. He makes $100 every three minutes. That's $2,000 an hour. Eight-hour day, that's $16,000 a day. In a week, he makes $80,000 a week. This guy makes $4 million a year. I mean, if he can do this kind of stuff. If he can pull this thing off, he makes $4 million a year. Is is that a success? Is $4 million a success? If you email, email, if you you look at Google images and you you, you type in, you type in success, they're going to show these charts that just keep going up, up. Up, 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 up. And usually the financial charts and things are getting better and, and bigger and better and better. Is that success? I mean, is that success? So Jesus' story goes on about the guy with the barn. God said to him, this guy with the barns, you fool, you'll die this very night. Who will get everything you worked for? And then he goes on to say this, and this is the catcher, this is the clincher. Yeah, a person's a fool to store up earthly wealth and not have a what? A rich relationship with God. The words of Jesus Christ. 
All of a sudden, Jesus is saying, you know, there, there's a price tag switch that needs to go on here on what's really worth a lot. Jesus seems to say all this stuff of success is not really successful. Success begins with a rich relationship with God. And here's, here's the weird part of success is, is we sometimes put a wrong definition on it. We will work for things that cannot give fulfillment in life because I guess, and I don't want to say we bought into the lie, but we, we have. That that's what success is and that's what success looks like. So the question would be, how do you know when you're a success? How do you know when you're a success? According to Jesus, it's a rich relationship with God is where it begins. The Bible says this, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Okay, familiar verse. We, we use that a lot here at Mariners. We just, I mean, just look at the words. The new has come. Old is gone, new has come. That means old things, the way I look at things, the way I feel about things is gone. New things have come. My view of things becomes new. My view of people becomes new. My view of life becomes new. My view of money becomes new. And my view of success has to become new. And if your view, if our view of success has not become new, if it's not different than the way it was before Christ, then that part of us hasn't been, what I would say, converted. hasn't been changed yet. If my view of success is the same, I've not allowed that part of me to be changed. And that's why I say we have an unnatural view of success. Unnatural, meaning we still have bought into what I guess everybody else thinks success is. And that's un, according to God and according to Jesus, an unnatural. It's not no longer natural for our nature. And then no matter how much you, quote, achieve in life, you'll still feel like a failure because you are having the unnatural view of success. Make sense? So what's God's view of success? That's what we got to get to. How does God view it? Now, there's a cool statement that Jesus makes, and, and, and here's the setup. People came to Jesus, and, and they tossed out a question to him. They tossed out a question, okay? They asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires, okay? Now, that's an achievement-based type of situation. Sounds good to me. God, what works do you require? What are they? Because if I do them, and I can check off all the boxes, I'm a, like, I'm a box checker, you know, for my to-do list. If I can check off all the boxes of what God wants me to do, I can look at that and say, I'm a what? I'm a success. Boom, 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 boom. I've done them all. Done them all. Boom, 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 boom. You know, gone on a missions trip. I do this, I do this, I do, you know, I've done all these kinds of things. Jesus' response, this is the only work God wants from you. Belief in the one he sent. You know, you see how everything's become new? All of a sudden, it moves from achievement and action to relationship. Remember he said to the guy with a barn, a rich relationship with God? And now it's believe in the one he sent, which establishes a relationship with God. And therefore, I could say I'm a success when I believe in Jesus Christ. Okay? According to Christ himself, Jesus himself, you are a success. If you have surrendered your will, surrendered your heart, and you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, your success, boom, success, success achieved. Success is there, okay? So Jesus sends out a group of people to begin to share the message around Judea. And he says, go tell people about God, pray, you know, tell them about me, pray for people, help them, and they do. 72 people go out. 
and, and, they, and they, they come back and they give great reports. All these kinds of great things were happening. All these kinds of incredible things were going on. Jesus says, that's wonderful, I'm glad. But then he says this, however, do not re- rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Rejoice that you're what? Your names are written in heaven. He's switching price tags around. It's not because you've done this, 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 and this, this. You're a success because you've surrendered your life and your name is written in heaven. And we look at that and somehow success in God's eyes is not tied up in all that we've done. It's tied up in our connection with God through Christ. And if you've done that, honestly, you're not a failure. Not according to Jesus. You're not a failure. You are not. Next, I'm a success when I live my life the way God would want. Um, I was listening to, um, my daughter's got incredibly good taste in music. My, my daughter does. She's wonderful. I, I don't know where she gets it from because I don't, you know, I don't. And, and, and so she listened to a song, and I said, I really like the song. You know, wh- which one is this one? And, and she's, she's, she's kind of eclectic. She listens to all kinds of music. And she said, oh, this is, this is Little Big Town. Ever heard of Little Big Town? Country, Western, country, you know, Little Big Town? And, and I said, I like this song, but it's such a sad song. And, and it's called Better Man. Heard the song, Better Man. Listen to the song, Better Man. All you country people are going, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and, and it's a woman who is, she's lamenting over the fact that the person that she was with just wasn't a better man and 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 and, and part of the th- phrase is she says i just miss you and i just wish you were a better man meaning he had every opportunity to change to become better and he he didn't paul in the bible is writing to christ followers who are working through this success thing and he says this this is the will of god your sanctification. Now, that's a big word, sanctification, and it's like a stained glass word. We all think it's a you know, big church word. It just simply means that you're becoming better and better in Christ, that your life is changing more and more the way God wants it to become. And I like the word sanctification, setting myself apart for God to become the person he wants. And as a result, there's going to be changes in my life. I will become a what? A better man. A better man as I work and allow that relationship with God to kind of seep into every single part of me. It's living life the way God wants, and it creates a deeper love and a deeper joy and a deeper sense of peace, understanding and giving, giving to others and self-giving. You become a better woman. You become a better man. And if you are growing that way, you're success. You're not a failure. I'm a success when I live God's purpose for my life. That's the next one. Popular verse, we use this one too around here a lot. We're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, we oftentimes spend a lot of time on, I'm a new new creation, <clears throat> new workmanship in God. You know, look at me. I'm this wonderful, not wonderful thing, but look what God has done in my life. We kind of forget the back part that there are things that God has prepared in advance for you to do and me to do and, and, and for all of us to do. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think failure is not being able to retire at 65. I don't think that's failure. I really don't. I think failure is when we fail to do the works that God has set aside for us to do. It's not living 
a life that God would want. That's failure. I don't think failure is never winning a trophy or never having your name in lights. I don't think failure is staying stuck in a middle management job, <clears throat> even though you watch your friends and your peers <clears throat> continually rise up in their in their world. Or I don't think I don't think that's failure. I just don't think that is. I think failure is living your whole life and not realizing what you're here for, and buying into the lie that I'm here for a nice house and a nice retirement and nice health. That's failure. I think that's it. I think sometimes we think, well, I just somehow what's wrong with me? I'm just simply not advancing. I'm not achieving. I'm not. And do you ever realize that maybe God wants you where you are because the purpose of his life is for you to connect with somebody and help lead them to God through Christ? And maybe you'll never get any higher up in your position. But when you stand before God, he's going to say, man, you didn't get the raise, did you? You didn't get the position change, did you? You know why you didn't get that? I had it covered. It's because you needed to be there. Because if you had gotten that other position, you would have spent so many hours at work, then your family would have gone to smithereens. And your my will for you was to make a strong family because your son and your daughter are going to be strong in me because you were there for them. You see how God's got this thing covered from like A through Z and even beyond? John Piper, <clears throat> pastor, um, retired pastor from, from Minnesota, good speaker, written a, a number of, of great books. He's a, he's a good guy. He shares a story. I heard him speak um, um, on, on a little tape about um, two women, uh, a story about them. Her name, one was Ruby Clausen, and another one was named Laura Edwards. And, and they were several years ago killed in Cameroon. Um, um, their Jeep went over a cliff. The Jeep they were in just kind of went over a cliff, killed them, you know, boom, killed them instantly. Now, now, as he, he kind of fills in the blanks, Ruby Clausen, at that time, she was over 80, over 80 years old. And she never married, never married. She was a nurse, and she lived for one thing. This is what she lived for, one thing. To make Jesus known among the sick and the poor in the most unreached and hardest places to go on earth. That was what she lived for, okay? That's what she lived for. Never married, became a nurse. Why? Because she wanted to reach people for Jesus in the hardest and most unreached areas on earth. So she ended up spending her life in Cameroon, okay? Laura Edwards was close to 80 now. She's close to 80, and she was a doctor in Minnesota. She left her practice to join Ruby Clausen in Cameroon to serve those that no one else would go to, okay? So you have these, these two elderly seniors, about 80 years old, in this Jeep driving around Cameroon, ministering to people, okay, helping them. And they were driving, two women, their brakes went out, and, and, and their car went over a cliff, and they flew into eternity together, okay? Now, Piper asked the question, is that a tragedy? Is that a tragedy? He would say, you know, a tragedy would be when you and I have lives in Christ and don't want our lives to make a difference. He said, that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. They went out going doing what they loved, you know? Heck, they're in Cameroon. They've given their life to Christ. 80 years old is a nice age, you know? Boom, they're gone, you know? And together, holding hands, they went up to heaven saying, we made it. Never married, never had kids, never achieved notoriety, never got a name in the paper, never got the position, never got the title, never had the cars, the house, 
401k didn't exist. They were successful. They didn't fail. Don't sell for anything less than living a life for Christ. Failure is when I just want to be liked. A failure is when I just want to have a title or a position or a lifestyle or make money or be comfortable. Failure is that Jesus has gripped my life and given me a purpose. And the sole contribution I give back is just money in a bucket and attendance on Sunday. There's nothing more going on in my life. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the works that God prepared in advance for you to do. In a few weeks, our fall programming is going to start, and we'll once again start our kids' clubs. And, and once again, I'm going to start seeing in the prayer requests because the, the, the workers that say, please pray for more volunteers for our children's ministry because we can make a real difference here. Tragedy is when we say, well, I just don't want to commit every Wednesday night to that. Or I just don't want to commit every Sunday morning to that because I need to be a little bit more free to do Collect shells. Um, Galatians 2.20, great verse. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, gave himself up for me. Isn't that cool? Life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live, that's, that's how I live. That's success. That's a success. And so I, I, this is not a guilt thing. This is a let's reorient ourselves together and to say, man, let's really figure out what success truly is. Success is not having this and this and this and this and this. I think the greatest thing you're going to want to hear from God, the greatest thing is when he looks at you and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful. You want to fill in the blank? Well done, good and faithful servant servant serve people you washed feet you gave cups of cold water to people well done if you don't want to fail if you don't want to fail be gripped by christ and live your life for him you'll never fail you're not a failure ever and no matter who you are you'll never inside say i feel like i've missed it I'm going to invite you to pray with me as a worship team. They're going to come on up, and they're going to do a, a, a great song. And, uh, but would you, would you bow with me, please? Just this is a, this is a time and a, and a moment for you to think through maybe how you've been feeling about your life and yourself and your career and your future. And, and um, maybe God's been kind of speaking to you now and that would be his Holy Spirit moving and hey if you know Jesus that's that's a success if you serve him that's a success um, maybe you're being compelled to say I, I want to serve more just let us know we can help you with that Maybe for some of you is to know Jesus. You, you realize you don't have a right relationship with God, a rich relationship with God. And when you do, you know it is through Christ. And if you don't, 
just maybe with your eyes closed, your head bowed. Jesus died for you. That's why he came. Not just to teach us, but to die because you're not good enough to get to God on your own. Deal with that one. Success is humbling ourselves enough to say, I can't do this. God, I need Jesus. Maybe your prayer this morning is, that's what I want for me. I accept that for myself. And Father, make us people that can go counterculture to what everything says so that we can live lives of servant as servants to you. We thank you in Jesus' name.